Welcome to the Community Podcast, brought to you by the Community Paper. Since 1989, the Community Paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park. Your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the paper's publisher, Debbie Gunter, and Orlando transplant and managing editor, Tommy Cardinal. Welcome back, Debbie. Thank you. I missed you guys last week, or last two weeks ago. Yeah, you um, were with family. I was. Had a great time. A little vacay. Um, I I loved the podcast that um, you did with Logan. I was cracking up, though. You you referred to me as my old name. Yeah, I know. I can't get used to it. I know. It's weird. Even my husband called me his girlfriend the other day. <laughs> we can't get used to it either. <laughs> it's weird. But anyway, yeah, glad to be back. Um, Logan was a good substitute. He was great. Love that guy. Yeah. He's master of the segue. Did you, Nick, did you reach out to him to get any segue ideas for this episode? Or I'm you? doing all of my segues through him from now on. So yeah. what I'm going to do is we're going to record the podcast and then I'm going to send it to him and he's going to record all the segues. He's going to pretend like he's here. He's going to yeah. be like, we're going to edit him in just like perfect. he's here. I love it. Right, Logan? <laughs> Thanks, Logan. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what's going on? Today's the 9th, and on, well, we're recording on the 9th, but uh, this will be released on the 10th, which is the same day that Growing Boulder is launching their Twitch channel. Which, okay, I was reading this story in the paper in the June edition, and I am like, wait, what's Twitch? Which is so perfect because Growing Boulder is for people my age who maybe don't know a lot about <laughs> technology of today and so yeah fill me in well twitch is for it's mostly for video games but i think people twitch stream even if it's not video games sometimes but it's um you can like share your screen and and it's like um it's like live broadcasting so you know how there's facebook live and Mm -hmm. twitter has live things this is like a live uh media um social media for um gaming so like so, they're, they're doing people live stream them playing video games and people watch it because they're really good and they talk really about it. yeah it's a whole subculture wow twitch streaming and um huh. yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so What's they're next? doing an wow. among us <laughs> so they're doing an among us tournament with a um somebody who's older and somebody who's younger um well, that's who will be entering, and it's going to be hosted by um, the CEO of Growing Boulder. So, what what is Growing Boulder? It's like Growing a- Boulder um, was founded by Mark Middleton, and um, gosh, years ago. And it's this great um, platform. They have they have Growing Boulder TV, which is on public television. They have a magazine, and they have a podcast, radio show, and it's all for you know people over the age of fifty to kind of. Um, share stories of other people in that age bracket who aren't just sitting in their Barca lounge or getting old, you know, they're doing things. And um, it's an inspirational kind of don't grow old, grow bold, don't grow older, grow bolder. Um, Like, for example, years ago, a friend of mine who has passed away since um, she got a tattoo on her 60th birthday. And so they went along with with her to get the tattoo. And that was really cute. And just kind of like, you know, you don't have to be 25 to get a tattoo. And some people still get them and when they're older. And um, 
but more than that, it's just, it's very inspirational. You know, don't just sit around and, and get old. So I love this idea of teaming up older people with young people to play video games. That would be hilarious. And all of them are going to have the same conversation that you and I just had. And they're going to be like, wait a minute, what's Twitch? Wait, what? And <laughs> yeah. The younger one's going to explain what Twitch is. And well, I think it's cool that they're like um, doing like this game. Um, it's called Among Us. Have you ever heard of the game they're playing? Nope. It's like a computer or phone game where um, everybody has a little guy and they're in like a spaceship and there's one killer and they slowly try to take out the whole crew of the ship or whatever. So they're on the premises on that, that they're on a spaceship. So you have to like work together to say like, Hey, where were you when this guy got killed? And there's like lights that you can, it's, it's a fun game. That's really awesome. It'll be interesting to see if the younger person gets frustrated with the older person, (laughs) because I can't imagine playing a video game right now. It's been, I mean, I played like Atari when I was a kid. (laughs) You don't play any video games at all? The only sort of halfway video game I play is Oculus. It's on Oculus, which is a virtual reality um, game, but it's, I like it for the exercise part of it, but it's really cool. It's what uh, games do you play? Um, there's like a boxing game and a lightsaber game where you're like slicing things and you'd have to duck things are flying at you. Mm. And so it's more physical, but the sitting there with the little controller, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. It's a lot of hand eye coordination, Yeah, which tends to like kind of fall away as you can alter well for me the oculus i tried it once um and it made me i did like a flight simulator and it made me like nauseous it freaked me out it's it's real i can't do the roller coasters it makes me so sick but um but yeah it's pretty fun but yeah this this should be cool i love that they're pairing older people with younger people it works well for us too don't you think yeah i'm should old we enter? you're young you want to enter i think it's too late we should have uh, yeah darn it debbie i don't know that you'd be good at among us because part of the main part of it is being deceptive oh. and i don't think you'd be good at that yeah you could you're, be the killer and you'd be like you're much oh, too genuine no, i'm so sorry about killing no, you guys I don't, it's you, me. I don't want you to die <laughs> Please stop me before <laughs> I don't want to kill you. Well, anyway, so by the time this this podcast comes out, the um, the game will have passed. But um, I encourage people to check out growingbolder.com and check them out on um, WCF TV. They're on Saturdays at 930. And, um, you know, if you are over the age of 50, it's it's just a great it's not, you know, like you think of like getting older and a, what is it? AARP, I think. You know, it just sounds so old, Mm. but this is, I don't know, it's kind of cool. And it's not just this one event. So this is sort of like their kickoff event that they're launching their Twitch um, streaming channel. So they should be doing more stuff. Um, Guy wrote the story. Should we talk about what kind of things they're going to be doing? Or I originally, I didn't know much about them. And it's pretty fun to see how they're like, they want people to grow in and interact a little bit with like the younger audience, like like me, I'm like 21, and I thought it was pretty fun. Oh, they're doing like a game with like pairing someone my age with someone of like age of 50. I'm, I, I was imagining me and like my father. He doesn't. He barely knows how to use his phone, <laughs> so he just like I love it. He just know how to like text me or like message message me or call me. Like, so it was pretty fun to just think that uh, there's like a organization that's focusing on doing that like like 
connecting both generations. I think、mm-hmm. that was pretty fun.、It's、yeah,、awesome. like I I could imagine me like trying to get my mom to set up the printer or something, and just getting like <laughs> like it's a whole different thing, like with video games and. It's, it's a... Well, and you guys grew up with it, so your brain, I think, works differently. You know, I, I got a new car and I couldn't figure anything out, and my daughter jumps in and she's just like dip, 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 dip. I mean, she just like intuitively knew what to do、mm-hmm. with all of the controls, and so we we definitely have a lot to learn from each other. Yeah, you've taught me a lot about <laughs> the business of running a newspaper. Yeah, all the boring stuff. It's not boring to me though, because I'm a journalism geek. So、yeah. it's cool to see that behind the scenes, and、um, yeah. But I'll teach you about video games if you want. I'd love it. We need to enter one of these these competitions、That'd、with Green Boulder. Among Us, I am not good at Among Us either. It's tough. It's like, but you're really good at lying. That's my thing. Yeah, I'm lying right now. Yeah, I'm really good at Among Us. That was the. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what else is going on? Well, a lot's going on this weekend. The、um, Pulse anniversary. There's a lot of remembrances that'll、yeah. be happening. Yeah, I can't believe it's been five years. I feel like it was just yesterday. I、um, we've talked before about this guy Corey Connell who went to Edgewater High School and who was killed at Pulse, and、um, his sister had messaged me that night. They couldn't find Corey. And and through all the chaos, they no one could find him. And I just remember, you know, all throughout the night,、um, we were messaging on Facebook, and she would text me, and I would, you know, I just kept、um, looking at my phone, like in hopes that they found him. And I just, I'll never forget. I have goosebumps right now thinking about it.、Um, never forget how it felt then the next morning when. They did find him and found out what had happened, and I thought I just I couldn't imagine what all those families were、mm-hmm. going through.、Um, so yeah, I can't believe it's been five years. I love what the History Center、um, has been doing all this time to collect、um, memorabilia and you know document、mm-hmm. what's、um, the impact that Pulse has had on the entire community and on those families. And、um, they they actually have a an exhibit right now、um, and. Right, going from now through June thirteenth, it's free to get in. They have so many artifacts,、um, everything from the things that people brought in the beginning of Pulse and artwork that's been done to commemorate、um, the tragedy, and, and it's it's really amazing. And it's going to run through August fifteenth, but、um, through June thirteenth, you can get in for free. They're just、mm-hmm. doing that around the anniversary. It it reminds me of a one of the stories I wrote about.、Um, Preserving history as it happened, so I wrote、mm-hmm. this when it was like when the pandemic was just starting.、Um, so I reached out to the history center to see like well, how how they're going to document this, and they're like, "Well, we had、um, practice because they they call it contemporary collecting, where you collect history as it happened." So、mm-hmm. when the Pulse massacre happened, they the people from the history center were out there almost immediately. Cataloging the things that were happening because they knew it was going to be history. I mean, very terrible history, but yeah,、um, they collected all these、um, notes and things that were、um, put out in the outside of the nightclub after the shooting and and preserved them because if they would have just left them out, they would have got rained on and、mm-hmm. disappeared. And they,、uh, I mean, they've worked at, what was it like hundreds of thousands of. Artifacts. Yeah, like, so it's incredible what they've done, and it's a huge task.、Um, 
so I, I love the way that our community is, you know, every year they remember all of those victims. Um, and for those of you listening um, to this on Thursday, the 10th, Guy has some events to share um, that are happening this weekend and um, into the month. Yes, uh, this Friday, we have the Legacy Work Five-Year Journey After Post-Graduate, which is a virtual event via Zoom, so you can attend from anywhere in the world. Uh, the main purpose of this event is to actually acknowledge people who are, who are after post-tragedy are helping like families, helping people who are feelings, whose feelings were like shattered. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Uh, so there are professionals and many like survivors actually. I'm gonna attend this event. Okay. So they're gonna share like the stories and like we can provide help and they can provide help help to mm-hmm. us also so how can people con- connect with that yes uh, the virtual event is hosted by q latinx so if you search q latinx on, on google they're gonna you can go to their website they they have all the information you need okay and i have also uh, another event that i'll be attending this uh saturday which is the exact date of the fifth anniversary it's uh, at Dr. Philip Center. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the annual remembrance ceremony, which uh, families from the victims will actually be there. They're not going to be exactly there. They're going to like live stream their their speeches, mm-hmm. and everyone can attend uh, the the Dr. Philip Center from the Art Festival, mm-hmm. and where the where the families were going to share their experience. They're going to talk about the importance of rem- of remembering those lives that we lost the 49 uh, lives and mm. i think it's it's going to be a very emotional sure emotional uh, moment and i'm very i'm really looking forward to that cuz uh, uh you guys know i'm not from here not from orlando and not even from the us and even in brazil that's where i'm from we felt what happened and now that i'm here um i'm gonna like see it closer yeah i think it's a good way to learn more and be more connected with it's so important that we do these events or that the community has these because it's you can't forget it and it's like when there's mass shooting after mass shooting it sort of becomes numb to it and it's terrible but it's yeah um but there's going to be a lot of uh, vigils and ceremonies throughout the community. And um, I'm, I'm sure like any church is going to do something. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. First United Methodist uh, Church of Orlando is actually going to do the one on Saturday. It's from 2 to 3 p.m. They're going to gather and pray and share the thoughts about what happened and make... Uh, connect the community Mm -hmm. well i know i speak for all of us when i say that um that's what's going to be heavy on our minds this weekend yeah yeah so why don't we take a quick break and when we come back um i want to hear a little bit more about your interview with the owner of beefy king awesome if you need a little pick me up a little more pep in your step go to your podcast provider and subscribe to your daily dose with bob and nick the bob in the show is bob kajas an improv host and teacher at Sat Comedy Lab, 
and a motivational speaker and organizational coach. The Nick in the show is the same Nick as this show, so you already know someone there. Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick comes out every weekday, five times a week, and every episode is less than 10 minutes. Perfect for your ride to work, or from work, or near work. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back, and now I'm hungry. Did you hear my summit growl? No, but I'm hungry too, um, and it reminds me of our CP interview from last month. I talked to the owner of Beefy King. Um, okay, full confession. I was born and raised in Orlando, and I've never one time been to the Beefy King. I'm so ashamed. That's insane. Isn't that weird? I've been, and I'm a vegetarian. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's commitment right there. It is. Well, they have a veggie sandwich. But I just had to try yeah, it because it's a staple. It. and you. I know. I grew up on the other side of town. And so we didn't really come down this way very often. And, you know, raising my kids in College Park, you kind of get in your little bubble. And, um, yeah, I've never been. Oh I need to gosh. go. Especially after reading your article. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean, they're really like a uh, Orlando icon. Oh, yeah. I was um, So I, I talked to Shannon Woodrow, who is uh, the third generation of ownership. Um, so... Her father and mother worked there and their father and mother. So it's in the third generation. Um, so third generation, did she feel pressure to, to st- you know, go into the family business? Well, she was saying that she never really felt pressured and she also never really thought that she would do it. So um, she married um, somebody who had like a baseball career so she was over in california and following his baseball career and all that and she never really thought that um she would come back to bv king and that it would just stay in the family some other way but um then her husband had a um, bad injury that sadly ended his baseball career and she called her mom and dad and they were like why don't you just take over the business and she's like well okay wow and um now her sons are working there over the summer um so the fourth generation is working there now but um she said she never felt any pressure to really take over the business that it's sort of just it's a family tradition and just seems to happen every generation a new uh somebody steps up and um i mean she was great and she was uh their family is so close so it's like it's family business and like their family is close and it's just like a it's awesome to see a not only a business stay in uh operation for so long but i mean they battled through a fire they they had that fire a couple years ago that was an arson and i was talking to her about that and it's like who would burn down beefy king right and she was like i don't think he knew what he was doing and Mm. Um, apparently he was mad at the people at Drunken Monkey for some reason. It was like that guy was messed up. But anyone who tries to burn down Beefy King must be messed up in some way. Yeah, but something's wrong. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's That's a, so cool that they're close and they work together because that doesn't always happen. A lot mm-hmm. of times family members working together, it doesn't go so smoothly. Yeah. It's like, a, isn't there like an unwritten rule? Never work with your spouse. Yeah. Does her husband work with her at Beefy King now that he's not playing baseball? Yeah, they both work there, and their sons are um, in high school and working during the summer. That's awesome. Yeah. It, Beefy King's sort of like locally famous. I, I remember um, there was a celebrity not too long ago, 
I remember it was all over Instagram. Well, uh, Who, Jimmy Fallon. Yes, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon came and he took a picture and, um, well, he's got that ride in Universal. So I assume oh, that that's yeah. why he was in Orlando and so cool. heard, where should I eat? And uh, Beefy King is one of those places that locals recommend. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, Alton Brown was there. I'm not sure who that is, actually. But Is he a country he's a big, singer? He's a Food Network guy. Oh. He hosts a show oh, okay. on Food Network, so fairly famously does that. Okay. Sorry, Alton. Yeah. yeah. Alton, big listener. So sorry. <laughs> Man, we're going to have to apologize. We're going to do a episode dedicated to Alton and his Food Network. Um, yeah, Food Network shows are not something I watch ever. Me neither. But I know Guy Fieri. Yeah. Maybe one day Alton Brown can get to the level of Guy Fieri where he's a household name. Um, but uh, he was saying that Buddy Dyer and everyone always comes in and the governor came once. and So cool. It's that place that you recommend? How do we segue out of that? Because I'm done talking about the Beefy King. Well, Nick loves Beefy King. He's got a sticker on his car. I've Does got a sticker really? on my car. A couple of years ago, when it was their 50th anniversary, I made some uh, knuckles for them that had their logo on it. So, so cool. that was really cool to get some pictures with them. And they felt very strongly to still have them displayed in there. And Aww. they used to have, uh, besides those really creepy paper mache clowns in there, they used to have a few things of all the artists that came by or when they catered the Orlando arena concerts. So like the Rolling Stones would come in or something like that and it would be Beefy King that would be served there. Get out. Yeah. That's Yeah, they have awesome. a long history of doing that, of catering stuff and uh, catering to the stars, basically. What'd you say? You said something about clowns? I yeah, missed the whole clown they, thing. I don't know if they still have them. I haven't been uh, inside the, the uh, restaurant in a while, but they used to have these, the old... Style like 70s, 80s paper mache clown almost dolls, but they're more like statues hanging from the ceiling. They're oh really creepy. Yeah, I feel like I would have seen that. They must. Yeah, have I brought them. a friend of mine there, and I knew she had a strong clown phobia, and mm. I completely forgot we're sitting down to eat. And I said, "Look, I don't want you to freak out. Just don't look up. Just enjoy your food. <laughs> do whatever you do. Don't look up because I know she would have just like run out. Did she not look up? She." I oh would, no! She t- the first thing you do I, when yeah, somebody tells exactly. you not to look up is look up. It, yeah, yeah, Funny. it's impossible. Um, I was that was <laughs> literally <laughs> in the stomach. That was your stomach growling. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, okay. Was that because of the clown talk or the mm, food talk? Clowns. You, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say that I grew up in Sarasota and they had these uh, clown statues that they put around town, and it was like the weirdest thing because Sarasota was like a circus town. Or that's how they were founded, or whatever. Ringling so, Brothers, yeah, yeah. So the mm-hmm. Ringling Brothers. So they, they did like this. I guess it was a tourism thing. I don't know why they did it, but it was all these clowns, and they had these different. They were all, they all had a different theme. Like it wasn't normal clowns. Like it was a dolphin clown, and like it was so weird. And it was like people obviously vandalized them, and. It was a weird memory popped in my mind when you started talking so about clowns. So before journalism, when you were thinking about joining the circus, because that's what Sarasota school system kind of pushes you mm-hmm. towards that since it's sponsored by Ringling Brothers. Yeah, well, my high school had a circus attached to it. That So what? it was like an extracurricular activity that people would do. So yeah. it's like, so, do you want to join the football team or do you want to go to the <laughs> oh circus? So what that's were you hilarious. thinking? What would you have done had you joined? Like what kind of uh, performance artist would you be? 
Well, I can juggle, but I can't juggle fire, so I don't know. Um, maybe like, <laughs> maybe like the trapeze. I don't know. I always thought I was, I had good balance. So maybe one the of those. The guy that like, walks on the high wire with the pole. Mm-hmm. Debbie, what about yeah. you? What uh, circus? So I would be, would you... I would totally be the trapeze, but the flipping, the. Um, oh, the one where you're, where you're grabbing you know, you're and you flip through and the air. Somebody... Someone grabs oh, yeah. me. And you, do, and you wear those cute outfits. In the, yeah. What is the song? She flies through the air on the something trapeze, something like that. I don't remember that. Oh, man, we're trying to give you, we're I'm trying sorry. to cue you up for all these. Did you guys watch the movie The Greatest Showman? Um, yeah, I watched <sighs> like 10 minutes of it. I I've watched it, it like 10 times. And the um, the girl that's the trapeze, I just, oh, I love that's, it. It okay. makes me so and jealous. Andy, what would you want to be in the circus? I would probably be a magician. Oh. Uh, but like a bad one so people would laugh so i'll be like uh, a clown okay. magician because I, I, I can't do magic so i, I also <laughs> the clown magician it just gives me the idea that the clown is just going to appear out of nowhere and i don't want that Mm-mm. like Sounds suddenly creepy. appear but but i'm but i would be a bad magician so you would see me coming yeah, so you, I, I would try to like a comedy yeah, magician yeah comedy okay. yeah, yeah yes. not a clown magician we That's have perfect. way gone off on a major tangent here. Yeah, um, we were talking about Beefy King. <laughs> okay, let's rein it back in. <laughs> um, so old school Orlando, Beefy King, Edgewater High School, been here forever. Just lost, well, they didn't lose, um, but their principal, Mark Shanoff, who's amazing and has been so great for that school, has taken a position in Volusia County as the um, Volusia County School Board's chief operating officer which is great for him great for his career but this guy i'm telling you he was such a gift to edgewater high school he increased the graduation rate there from 85 percent to 99.4 percent while he was there and everyone loves him i've never heard a, a bad word about him from any parent the new principal is coming um and, and apparently a lot of people around town know her, and so she should she should be great. And you're interviewing her. You're, you get to meet her on Friday. Yeah, I'm meeting her on Friday. I can't wait to learn more about her. I, know, I do know her mom used to teach at Lake Silver Elementary School in College Park, so I can't wait to hear, you know, what inspired her if her mom was a huge inspiration or, you know, why she went into teaching. But yeah, um, but yeah so I'm sure she's going to be great, but Mark will definitely be missed. Mm-hmm. And she was at Evans most recently. Yes. So she's been in Orlando yep. for a little bit and she's worked in the Orange County Public School District. Um, so yeah, we'll learn more about her. Um, I can't wait to talk to her. So that's about it for today. Um, we would love to encourage our listeners to um, go to our website, yourcommunitypaper.com. And we have a, a tab in there for you could so you can share story ideas. Um, and, you know, we get so many of our stories from our readers and listeners. And, and so we just encourage people if you, you know, something cool is happening in your neighborhood or with one of your um local organizations please shoot us an email because we just we love sharing good news and there's so much of it going on oh i have a great idea for a story what community paper team eats lunch at beefy king today wow breaking news thank you for listening to the community podcast did you like what you heard subscribe wherever you get your podcast and tell your friends and family to do the same Stay up to date on the latest news from the community paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Giorgudio. Learn more about starting your own podcast 
by visiting orlandopodcasting.com. Oh, is that L-O-U-R-D-E? Maybe. So close. L-O-R-D. Yeah, I think it's L-O-R-D. Is it a girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, the I singer. See, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> is the one that sings like Royals. Royals. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, okay. I'm cool. I'm young and hip. <laughs> How does that song go? Not going to do oh, it. Oh, I almost So close. So close. You paused for a second. You were like, oh, I know. I know. I, I know how it goes. It. Okay. <laughs>